Welcome to the Kinetic Enterprise, built to evolve, presented by Deloitte. Your host for the program is Bonnie D. Graham. This program will help set up your business for the future with topics centered on the four pillars of the Kinetic Enterprise. We'll focus on case studies and leading practices designed to move you to the next level. Now, here is Bonnie D. Graham. Welcome, welcome to the Kinetic Enterprise presented by Deloitte Built to Evolve. I'm Bonnie D. Graham, and I have a breaking announcement. I say it at the start of every show, and it's important. Deloitte has been recognized by SAP as the number one global partner. Follow Deloitte on Twitter at Deloitte SAP. You can all spell that. So let me tell you what we're talking about today. Innovation continues to dominate the conversation worldwide as organizations deal with ongoing disruption and growing business complexity. And it is glowing because it's getting more and more complex. I'll say that. And many of the big trends that will shape the future are clearly visible now at an something called Expo 2020 in Dubai. We're going to be talking a little bit about that today. Very exciting. Join Deloitte Innovation Leaders here today as we explore the future of business and some of the big ideas. And that's what businesses around the world want to know. What are the big ideas that are emerging at this important World Expo, which will be running through March of 2022? Now, we are doing this show in November 2021, so there's still time if you want to get there. Learn how Deloitte is teaming with with longtime partner SAP and Google Cloud at Expo 2020 to demonstrate the potential of a cloud-enabled intelligent enterprise. That's what we talk about here on the show. And get timely insights on topics that are front and center at Dubai, including AI, that's our good friend, artificial intelligence, mobility, and the big topic everybody's talking about, sustainability. The conversation today will reflect on what we have all learned, our participants have learned and achieved while navigating unprecedented change and how that change will have ripple effects on the future. Panelists today for the video I'm recording, I want them to please wave when I say your name, Dolates Darwin Diano. Darwin, welcome back. I want to know where the drumsticks are. We'll have to do a little drum roll later. Thank you very much. You get that. We have Bob Morar. Hello, Bob. Welcome. Hi. Nice to see you. And we have Yannick Jacques. Hello, Yannick. There he is. And they're going to put forward. Now, listen up, panelists. I'm, I'm making a promise here, and I hope you can fulfill it. Bold transformation predictions. I like the way that sounds. That puts a lot of pressure on the three of you. And offer your thoughts that will help our listeners around the world. And yes, people around the world are listening to the show. Help them end 2021. I'm going to say, sigh, another year we're glad to get through. With a renewed sense of purpose and optimism for the year ahead. I almost want to say amen to that, but we don't do that on the show. Welcome to the Kinetic Enterprise, exploring global disruption. We know about that. And change through the lens of Expo 2020 Dubai. Again, welcome, Bonnie D. in the house. Happy to be here. When I introduce my panelists, I'm going to ask them to tell us a little about what they're up to. Darwin's been on so many times, Darwin. We're down to 2.3 people in the world who might not remember you. Talk to them. But more important, what's your take on the importance of Deloitte's participation in Expo 2020? Darwin, welcome back. Talk to us. Thank you, Bonnie. Thanks for having me. Um, Darwin Deanna, Global SAP Leader for Deloitte. Um, very, very proud and happy to be here. Um, you know, in terms of Expo 2020, um, in a nutshell, and I'll let my colleagues, Bob and Yannick, expand on this. In a nutshell, it is our calling to help continue to educate the broader business community about the importance of an ecosystem approach transformation. 
That's why we're partnering with SAP, partnering with Google. And so much disruption is happening at a pace that we we haven't previously seen. So we think that it's our responsibility to make sure that we educate as many people in as many forums as possible. And we think that the Dubai Expo is a great global forum for um, for achieving this goal, right? So one of many steps that we're taking uh, in our commitment to educate everyone on what it takes to transform your business in essentially 2022. Thank you, Darwin. That's very interesting because there's been, if I can boldly say, there's been a lot of self-education in businesses since the pandemic hit in March, April 2020. Businesses said, wait a minute, we're making whiskey? No, we're making hand sanitizer. We're in the restaurant business? No, we're supplying 20-pound bags of potatoes to a supermarket that now brings customers their, their groceries in a, at, the, at the car or, or, or at a drive-up or some kind of a touchless checkout. Businesses were educating, and now it's time as we're gathering strength and transformation. And I think we all know, Darwin, that businesses that were already looking at digital transformation before the pandemic were able to be more nimble more agile, make those shifts. But now it's time to say, take a breath and let's talk about going forward and educate. Did I get that right, Darwin? That's perfect. Thank you. I appreciate that. Now let's go to our second panelist. The next two panelists are brand new to the show. We're so happy to welcome Bob Morar. Bob, I'm putting you on full screen speaker view. Would you do me the honor of introducing yourself? And what's your thought about the expo? Go ahead. Of course. Uh, thank you, Bonnie. Um, great, great to be doing this today. Thank you for having me firstly on the on the show. Um, uh, I, I lead, just as a way of quick introduction, um, our enterprise technology business uh, in, in the Middle East. Uh, based out of Dubai, and and also our relationship with SAP. You can probably tell from my accent though I'm from uh, from the UK, born and bred. Uh, I finally got tired of the rain, however, and uh, moved to Dubai uh, Dubai about three years ago. Uh, and uh, you know, absolutely love the, the the transformation that's happening uh, happening in the region. Um, you know, if you look at what's what's happening at the the expo, um, you know, the expo is very much an embodiment of innovation, uh, digital disruption, bringing the latest thinking and perspectives uh, from across the world. It's bringing 190 plus countries, multinational organizations, businesses together to really think about how do we advance um, in various aspects of our society, our economy and, and, and the commercial world. Uh, and for, from our perspective, it's it's great to be front and central to that, um, and you know, working with with SAP and Google uh, around some of the the key trends and themes around sustainability, mobility, and and opportunities for um, smaller organizations, entrepreneurs, and startups. You know, so uh, really looking forward to to getting into that conversation today. Thank you very much. I'm glad you brought up the concept of for smaller organizations and startups, because that's where a lot of the innovative fuel comes from, right, gentlemen? That's where the energy comes from, seeing things from a different perspective, not the inside big enterprise. I call those the behemoths, darling. You've heard me say that before, where people say, I have an idea. I'm going to change the world. I'm going to help companies that are in business do it a little bit differently, a little bit better, a little more creatively. So I'm glad you mentioned that. I have a question. Is the expo and I, I seriously don't know the answer. Is the Expo a hybrid event? Is it is it digital as well as remote, as well as in person, or is it only? Who wants to answer that? Bob. It's yeah, of course. It's um, it, it's 
it's a massive space in in a part of Dubai where you've got different countries who've got pavilions and districts uh, which allow people to to go and visit. And uh, when you're there, um, you've got a showcase of different technologies, different innovations, videos, um, and so forth that are being played that allow people to see how you know disruption uh, can take place across uh, across the world. Thank you very much. It reminds me, sounds a little bit like um, Expo. I'm not going to say what year, but the World's Fair in New York. And there was an Expo I went to in Canada. I won't tell you when. I can't give you the year. Thank you very much, Bob, for answering my questions. Yannick Jacques, we're so happy to have you here. I'm putting you on full camera view. Would you please introduce yourself? And what's your thought about the importance of Expo 2020? Yannick, welcome. Sure, Bonnie. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, So Yannick Jacques, I'm, I'm based in Belgium, I would say, by accident but uh, born and raised there uh, in a gray, rainy Belgium. Um, and I'll, I'll relate to it very well when my first uh, first visit to the World Expo where it's kind of sunny and warm. Um, actually, um, so I'm, I'm a partner. I'm, I've been, uh, I'm leading the uh, SAP offering uh, for, uh, for Europe and Middle East. And I've been, I've been working at Deloitte for 24 years, so a very long time. I've, I've, I started actually my career in SAP, which is a uh, I'm a, I'm a civil engineer by 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 formation by uh, by background. So actually, by accident, I arrived in consulting, and, and I, I directly in SAP, big transformation of the late '90s. So yes, a long time ago, right? Which was exciting time where SAP was booming in the ECC old world, and and I live my world my, my life through that, and, and now I'm in the exciting time of of the new transformation wave of uh, of SAP. So which is super exciting, actually. Yeah. Well, I think you just mentioned two very happy accidents. <laughs> one, one was moving to Belgium and the other one was, I think you said something about falling into civil engineering and, and your career has certainly taken a lot of turns. I, I was with SAP for nine years and I know what an exciting company it is. So I'm very happy to be having this conversation. Thank you all. Darwin has a Deloitte mug. There you go. Darwin, you're going to tell us what's in the mug. Any holiday cheer? Because it's almost U.S. Thanksgiving. What's in the mug, Darwin? Just black coffee. Um, you know, keeping it simple. <laughs> okay. Thank you very much. On my SAP Game Changer shows, I used to ask my guests, and you may remember this from years ago, what's in your cup today? And it was a challenge for people who were on the show multiple times in a year to come up with new drinks for me. So let's go to the part of the show where I have asked my guests to really do a stretch and find a quote from a TV show, fictional character, a movie character, or a song lyric that has absolutely nothing to do with our topic, which is business, innovation, sustainability, artificial intelligence, technology, change, growth, disruption, all those good forward-thinking words, and let's see what they came up with. Darwin has picked a quote from Ted Lasso, American, if anybody has been hiding under a rock, go find the show on streaming. American sports, comedy drama, I love when they put comedy drama together with a dash. Used to be it was funny or it was serious, now it's a comedy drama. Streaming TV series premiered on Apple TV+, Plus. I have that, on August 14, 2020 developed by the brilliant Jason Sudeikis, who is the star. It follows an American college football coach, Ted Lasso, who is hired to teach and coach an English soccer team in an attempt by its owner to spite her ex-husband by making the team fail, except everybody loves Ted Lasso because he's a really cool dude and he's folksy and he's optimistic and everything changes and the team starts to be successful. Just a side note here, this has become the most nominated freshman, meaning new comedy, in the history of the Emmy Awards. And here is the quote Darwin has selected. I think that you might be so sure that you're one in a million that sometimes you forget that out there you're just one in 11, Darwin. Wow, what a quote. How'd you find this one? And what does it have to do with our topic? Talk to me. 
Yeah, no, I, I think it's an excellent show. Um, uh, and there's a lot of lessons um, on change and leadership and, um, uh, and having a, 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 positive, a positive attitude, positive outlook, and, and really finding joy in everything you do, right? So I, I love that show. And I picked that quote because I equate the reference to the team to the reference to the ecosystem, right? Everyone thinks AI is one in a million or ERP or S4 or cloud or 5G or mobility. Uh, but the reality is it's one of many elements that um, help a business transform to adapt to what they need to be. Uh, and, and to me, that resonated. And it, it is about bringing it all together, right? Never before has several individually powerful trends and disruptions happen concurrently. Um, and I think we're just beginning to see uh, the tip of the iceberg in terms of change in the business world, right? So to focus on any one thing would be rather reckless. And it's about bringing it all together, right? The teamwork of the ecosystem of capabilities you need to transform. Wow. I didn't see that coming, Darwin. That was very <laughs> clever. And I was, I was interpreting as thinking that if you say, oh, my goodness, we have so much to do. We have such a huge amount of change disruption that we have to focus on. And if you make a list of priorities and you bring that together and you say, let's, you know, they say, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? I took it as the one in 11, meaning let's focus on what's really important and tackle those. So, I hope you don't mind, but I have my own interpretation of your quote, oh, which I've, I've never done. That's the beauty of art. Oh, you are so kind. Now I have to say drum roll, please. The audience doesn't know that both Darwin and I are drummers, except he's been doing it for about 25 years and I've been doing it for three years. And I hope to catch up to your skill level one of these decades. Thank you, Darwin, very much. Let's go to Bob. Bob has sent us a, oh my goodness, a quote that is such the opposite of Ted Lasso. I watched the film clip. I have never seen The Joker, The Dark Knight 2008 film. The Joker is a super villain, villain ah, appearing in American comic books published by DC Comics, created by Bill Finger, Bob Kane, Jerry Robinson, first appeared in the debut issue of the comic book, Batman, da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Darwin, help me out here. Da-da-da-da-da-da-da. In April of 1940. 40, okay, and the credit for the Joker's creation is disputed, but you can all look that up on Wikipedia. The Joker is one of the most iconic characters in popular culture and listed among the greatest comic book villains and fictional characters ever created. Here is the line, and it was played by the late, great Heath Ledger. If you haven't seen the movie clip, watch it. You will be scared out of your mind. It's three words, and it's said with such evil that I was getting chills when I watched it. Why so serious? Bob, I get chills right now. Why so serious? Bob, help me out. What Indeed. does this have to do Indeed. with our topic? <laughs> well, and, and, and also, you know, great, great actor as well, Heath Ledger in that, uh, in that film. Absolutely, um, you know, great show. But um, the, the, the reason why this, uh, that, that I picked this quote is, you know, when you look at businesses and the commercial world in, in general, you know, it's often viewed as being very serious. Uh, you know, it's about, making revenue. It's about staying ahead of competitors. It's about getting to the next promotion in your career ladder. Uh, and, you know, I think in, in all of that, we, we often forget about the fun and the creativity aspect of, of organizations. You know, I, I'm, I'm a firm believer that by creating an environment that encourages diversity, innovation, 
disruption, you know, not only will we all be better organizations and employers, but you know, our teams will also have a greater sense of enjoyment and, and, and achievement. And often that, that is, you know, we, we lose sight of that, which, which I think is very important, especially in uh, today's day and age. Thank you very much. We can't lose sight of the importance, but the importance of what is important and what is a priority keeps challenging us, doesn't it? It's a moving target. Thank you very much, Bob. Why so serious? Bob is smiling. There you go. There you go. Yannick Jacques has sent us a whole scene from The Jungle Book, the 2016 animated musical comedy film produced by Walt Disney Productions. I have the whole scene listed out here, but I'm just going to read the – you want me to read the whole scene? Want me to do it? I'm oh, just going to read. Either? I'm just going to read the quote. So here, sure. here, there, this is part of a poem in the movie, and there are three characters. Baloo is voiced by Bill Murray. We all know who Bill Murray is. Shere Khan is voiced by Idris Elba. I'll give you that line. Uh, let's see now. Uh, Bagheera is voiced by Ben Kingsley. Wow. And Raksha is voiced by Lupita Nyong'o. And here are the lines that Yannick has selected. The three of them say together, Baloo, Bagheera, and say, "For the strength of the pack is the wolf." And, oh, there's somebody else named Mowgli in the scene. I didn't get that one. So it's Baloo, Bagheera, Rak- Raksha, and Mowgli, joined by other wolves, says, and the strength of the wolf is the pack. So the series is for the strength of the pack is the wolf, and the strength of the wolf is the pack. I think I got it right. Yannick, rescue me, please. Go ahead. Sure, sure. No, I mean, for, first, the shoes that I like. I like this there a lot. And I, and I look at, I mean, the, the old movie, the old animation movie back uh, back in the 80s, but the last one was I found, I found fantastic, and I like the quote, basically because it's. I, I like to think that as an individual, you can make a difference, right? You can you can strengthen your team, you can strengthen your society, your company, your government, whatever, wherever you 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 act. But ultimately, I think it's you you alone. You can't make a lot of things neither. So I think it's also the team and, and the society in which you are that you strong as well. So I, I like that um, reciprocity. Let's say. Appreciate that. And we're talking about teams and we're talking about strength of the pack, right? That's what we're talking about the expo is companies getting together and sharing knowledge and sharing vision. So thank you very much. I really appreciate the work you all did, the effort to find really interesting quotes. Darwin, this is the part of the show we're going to go to some prepared statements you've each sent me for conversation starters. And I picked your statement number two because I don't even know what this is and I want you to explain it. Here's what's going to happen. I'll read the statement. I'll ask you to unpack it for about three minutes, Darwin, and then we'll go around the table. Bob, you got to be sitting at the edge of your seat for this one. I'm going to ask you to agree or disagree with Darwin. And he told me because it's pre-holiday, he's in a good mood, you're allowed to disagree with him. Just be nice about it. I, I, but Darwin's looking at me like, no, I don't think so. Just to our listeners on Voice America, I am on Zoom. I can see my guests. I'm watching them think, watching them emote during the show, and it's it's a real privilege. And Yannick, you're going to get to agree or disagree with Darwin and or Bob, so you've got to really sit on the edge of your chair for this one. Okay, so here is the statement Darwin sent me. Welcome to syncopated business. Organizations need to be ready to move at scale and at speed. And you say exit velocity. Darwin, you really have to unpack this for me. Talk to me. Yeah. Um, so I'll go back. Right. I started with the, the cause of exit velocity. Right. Um, um, in rocket analogy. Right. Um, the exit velocity is the effort it takes to um, to beat the power of gravity. You need to move fast. Otherwise, you're going to return back and, and, and it will not be enough to, 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 to breach the atmosphere, right? 
And um, I like that concept because it's synonymous to um, the gravity of status quo. You need to move at a certain pace, a certain speed, and a certain magnitude of impact to, in order to transform business, right? So, so to me, is, is, you know, what is the exit velocity uh, that you need to adapt to uh, the evolving needs and evolving environment that we are in, right? When industries are converging and various issues are happening. Um, and um, I started with the same syncopated business because to me, um, uh, for those who love music and who understand, for example, funk, right? Which is a, a form of music. And in funk, we love syncopation. Meaning treating the beat differently, treating, treating rhythm differently, and embracing something different, right? When it's something, something is done in a way that, um, uh, that is different from the normal, you get excited. And I think that there's a mindset there that business leaders can adopt, right? That change is not looked upon as a threat. That change is not looked upon as a reactive responsibility. But change is welcome as, wow, there's something great here, something new that we need to, to play around with. And it's not, it, it's, it's, it's anticipated with joy, with excitement, and embracing the unknown. Because that's essentially what syncopation is, right? So, so, um, so that's why I, I shared that scene. Very interesting. Change can be good, isn't it? It means growth. It means movement, right, Darwin? It's going from one thing to another, and it's up to you what you want to make out of it. Thank you. Very, very interesting, the musical <laughs> reference and, the, and the, the space aeronautics reference as well, velocity. Bob, what do you think? Mm. Talk to us. Mm. I'll definitely learn some new words there, I think, um, which, which is great. <laughs> That's what Darwin <laughs> brings. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> No, I, I think the, the the spirit there around the, the need to constantly change, you know, organizations having to be constantly thinking about what next and challenging themselves to make sure that you don't end up in, in the status quo. Uh, I think, you know, in, in today's very competitive environment, I think that that is absolutely a given. Um, you know, there needs to be constant change, even if you are leading the pack and, and you know, you're ahead of everyone. Um, I think often, though, businesses sometimes do get uh, ahead of themselves and sometimes too much change can also be disruptive um, negatively. And you've got to be realistic and, and have the right balance of how much change can you do at any given point in time organizationally in terms of people, in terms of resources that you have, um, and, and make sure that your ambition doesn't get too ahead of you um, so that it becomes a negative disruptor. So, you know, I, I absolutely continue disrupting, continue changing, but make sure it's done in a, in a balanced and measured way. And take a breath and take a beat once in a while, right? Indeed. Okay. Once in a while, there's white space when you write. There's a break in the drumming, right, Darwin? There's a little bit of, little bit of quiet to let it catch up with. And I'm thinking of ghost notes on the drum when I think of syncopation. <laughs> that little, you kind of sneak in, you sneak in a little head on the snare there, and you just just create that syncopated feeling, which is always exciting. It is. Thank you, Bob, for your point of view. Yannick Jacques, we'd love to hear what you have to say. 
Talk to me. Well, yeah, yeah, sure. I think I, 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 I'm obviously agreeing. I, I prefer I prefer the rocket analogy. Maybe maybe the uh, the engineer in me rather than the uh, the musician, right? I'm, I started uh, guitar, but I'm, I'm not very I'm not very good. No, I think I, I like the I like the um, the concept of moving all the time. Otherwise, you when you stop in a rocket, if it stops, it goes down, right? It, it's not good. But I like also the aspect of saying like like Bath just said. You need to to move at the at the pace you can uh, you can uh, cope with, right? Otherwise, you explode as well as a rocket. So I think it's I think it's important that that aspect of what can you cope with, and what you need to do. And I think also I also like to 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 think that companies change not because they have to, but also sometimes because they want to, right? I think it's not just because you have to do something. Right? So it, it, it also gets boring, right? If you repeat all the same thing again and again for your employees, for your supplier, for customer, etc. So I like to think as well that, that you need to change because you want to change. Darwin, what a great conversation starter. Anything you want to say back to your co-speakers today? I, I, I think it's it's always very insightful, right? Because what Bob and um, Yannick are pointing out is there are fundamentals that need to be in place for you to be able to adapt at speed and scale. And I think a lot of organizations have not invested enough in laying that foundation to withstand change, right? How, how, and, and where do you draw the line? How far is change acceptable, right? Um, is it just the business network? Is it functions? Is it ultimately changing the core business purpose? Where do you draw the line? So I think that's something that are, that that, are, that the businesses grapple with, right? Um, so yeah, 100% agree. The fundamentals, I think, dictate the velocity and speed of change for any organization <clears throat> and their ability to be successful with that change repeatedly. Um, and beyond its point, I think um, there needs to be recognition that everything evolves, right? The, <clears throat> the brick and mortar mindset, the cookie cutter mindset to business um, is, is really outdated, right? So, so that's something for, for, for our, our listeners to contemplate is, okay, I don't think anybody will dispute the need to be ready for change, to embrace it again and again. Um, but what are the fundamentals need to be in place, right? Um, so I, I thought it was a very uh, insightful reaction for both. Good conversation. I remember when change was as simple as allowing employees to bring their own device to work. Bring your own device, B-Y-O-D. And the question was, could they work from their own phones, their own tablets? What about proprietary data? What about letting somebody leave something, leave the company on somebody's phone because they were going to work? Well, they're going to work after hours. They're going to work from home. They're going to work in transit. But look what they took out of the walls of the company. Remember that, Darwin? That was, that was a big issue for change management. When would companies allow people to use devices that were familiar at the consumer grade level as opposed to maybe stuffy or stilted or difficult to use 
apps and processes inside the company. So we saw a huge change. And now we're talking about massive differences in disruption and change. But I remember when it was, it was so simple then. We'll just leave that. <laughs> Let's move on. Thank you very much. I think we're having some music here. I'm creating that. Bob Morar. Let's look at your statement number one. This is interesting. You say organizations cannot stay ahead of their competitors. And here's a key. Attract the best talent by focusing just on the traditional. And you include traditional as re- revenue, innovation, learning and development. Increasingly, areas such as sustainability, mental well-being, and we even call that the employee experience. Oh, my. Social impact and diversity, to name a few, can provide a competitive edge in the market and attract and retain the best people. Bob, unpack, please. Very interesting. Yeah, I mean, the, the way I the way I look at these these things is that if you look at the traditional fundamentals of organizational development, talent attraction, such as you know revenue and profitability, product development, uh, training people, um, these aren't enough today for for the sake of market survival and um, and being competitively advantaged. And, and it's actually one of the very core themes of, of what we're seeing in Expo, which is all about connecting minds and creating the future. You know, encouraging businesses, world leaders, society entrepreneurs to focus on, on other areas such as sustainability and, 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 and mobility. Um, so we're, we're seeing uh, very much a rise in, in some of these non-traditional factors um, uh, frankly, driven by events that have taken place, right? Whether it's a rise in mental health issues, a growing focus on things like climate change, humanitarian crisis, encouraging businesses to take a much bigger role in society, and and you know COVID nineteen most recently. Um, so, it, you know, I do feel it's driving people to want more from their employees and have a greater variety of involvement in their day to day work. Uh, I, I think what this challenges, though, is it, it creates these instances where we need to look at how do you build sustainable uh, business models where there's a focus on people uh, and social impact, which which needs to be mal- uh, you know really valued. Um, I mean, you know, Dubai has got a, a, a Dubai Expo has got a, a big focus around the sustainability agenda where. There's been a, a lot of showcase of, of advanced technologies in, in, in action. You know, there's, there's things, for example, um, that technology vendors are doing in the marketplace today around um, tools that can identify profiles of people who are facing emotional challenges based on text messages and, and the language that is used that might signal uh, depression, for example. You know, what a powerful tool something like that would be in, in, in the workplace. So the, the people factor here really needs to be, be considered and, and embedded within the corporate processes of any, of any organization. Um, and, you know, I think similarly, when you look at social responsibility and social impact as well, uh, again, Expo is very much encouraging how you prioritize the community, the environment and, and the society in, in general. Um, and, you know, we, we've got to also remember being a socially responsible organization can very much cultivate brand recognition, increase customer loyalty, attract top-tier employees. So there's you know, much, much wider benefits that can be achieved. Thank you very much. A lot of good good stuff. I, don't, I, I had a show recently where 
the guests were talking about infrastructure, infrastructure. And I said to somebody, can we come up with a shorter word for goodness sake, four syllables, give me a break. And, and I said, what are you going to call it? And he said, stuff. I said, okay, we'll call it stuff. <laughs> Deal with the stuff. of a, I, I, It just makes sense. It's one syllable, it's five letters. Okay, so let's go around the table. Uh, Yannick, please react, respond to what Mr. Morrow said. Agree or disagree? Yannick, you're up. No, f- fully, fully agree. I can't, I can't agree more. I think, uh, and, and I think we are, you know, society and a tipping point as well, right? We, it, it's it's all, all good to think about growing and growing people and number of people and revenue, etc. But I, I believe now we also need to think about sustainability, diversity, social impact. And, and coming back to Darwin's point at the start, right? If companies do not start to invest in the right infrastructure being IT, but also what they do in, in, in their daily work, if they don't invest now, then they won't be able to cope with what is coming in terms of, of coping with all, all those changes related to sustainability and diversity and, and social impact. You can't just hope that you, 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 you will grow and do nothing and that's going to be all okay, right? You need to address those topics. And, and I, I believe our comp- companies um, need to address that, but also government and society. I mean, there is an expectation from clients, suppliers, but also more importantly, citizen and employees that this is this is a topic that everyone look into right it's not it's not just a couple of of uh, of leaders that needs to take that at heart thank you darwin join us thoughts yeah no it, it's it's what what bob and, and yannick shared is very profound we could we could spend hours on this on this, this discussion right because you know it's a couple of quick reactions number one um i love that we're discussing sustainability and talent together Right, uh, because when you think about even something as simple but very powerful like social media, it transcends cultural, um, geographical, religious, even government norms and constructs um, like never before. And, and and we're only beginning to understand the long-term implications of this, right? Um, so um, so I love that we're discussing talent um, in, in 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 conjunction with sustainability. And I wholeheartedly agree with sustainability uh, in business. Um, we're the tip of the iceberg, right? Um, it will have some profound impact in terms of what we, how we measure success, right? Are we willing to compromise profitability if the well-being index of our people um, are significantly improved? Are we willing to increase operational expense to avoid capital expenditures that would that that would um, increase carbon emissions? I mean, I mean, there are so many different angles to take a look at it that um, I think this would be a key topic, right? Because um, I think um, um, I, that the name of the author escapes me. There's this book that there is no planet B. Which I, I love, I love the reference, right? There is no plan. There is, right? There isn't no. There is no option, and and I think we, as a business community, need to um, rise up to the challenge, right? So love, love, love the topic, and as I said, we could spend hours just on this particular one. Thank you. You said something to me that that was very important. Everything we're talking about is important, Darwin. But you said the business community, community, business community. Business, everybody, we need it. We need it in so many different ways. We need people to understand how to come together to keep businesses going so the world can keep moving. Thank you so much. 
Bob, anything you want to say back to them? It was a great discussion. What do you think? Was always nice to be agreed with, uh, which which is which is great. Um, but no, on a, on, a, on a serious note, I think that the the um, the, the shift that I've seen, um, which I think is quite telling, is you know when you are interviewing people, when you're looking to hire, um, we're more and more seeing individuals starting asking questions uh, to yeah you know, to us to us as the employers around you know what what is it that you're doing around work life balance. What is it that you're doing around your societal sustainability agenda? You know, what is your, your viewpoint around diversity? I think those things in the generation of today are becoming incredibly important factors in their decision-making as to which organizations that they, they join. So, um, you know, if there are organizations out there that are not in tune with that, um, it's going to come as a very big shot very quickly. Thank you very much. And interesting, I don't think we ever take apart or unpack the word organization organized. Think about the root of that. Doing something together, a purpose or a a community or something. Organizations, it's something that has been, anyway, structure, infrastructure. Uh, You are all tapping into so many important concepts right now. And that's why I'm so glad we're doing this. Uh, Yes, thank you very much. Yannick Jacques, I have selected parts of your statement number one for our next conversation starter. Let me read a little bit and then you can unpack it for us. You say the future will be amazing and uncertain. And you put those two together and it's exciting and scary at the same time. You say at Expo 2020, we are seeing firsthand just how amazing and uncertain the future will be in Dubai at the crossroads of ideas and cultures. We are overwhelmed by the variety of innovations and the possibilities. Yannick, let's talk about this. Unpack, please. Yeah, sure. So I think uh, for, first I'm, I'm, I must say when I arrived at Expo, I was, I was actually, it was a blast for me, right? I mean, I know first time in Dubai, first time in Expo ever. And then you really see indeed in first first in the context of a pandemic of COVID, right? You arrive there, it's it's very safe. They, they, that's uncertainty. The fact that it's Expo 2020 taking place in 2021, right? You need to imagine they had to reorganize everything, push it by a year. That's uncertainty is, is what we leave and will probably leave for, for the, for the rest of our life. But they, they make some, all something amazing out of it, which I think I, I was, I found was, was kind of remarkable. Now, on top of that, you go across the all, I mean, you go through all the pavilion of every countries and you see, same kind of thematic, which is also very promising, right? And and we discussed that before, right? Sustainability and mobility. And you can see that every country is bringing its ideas the way they want to tackle that. And I, I found that extremely, extremely interesting. And I hope that we collectively with companies and government and countries can bring a response to the uncertainty we have. And that would create opportunities for every one of us. Um, going forward, I think that's that's a bit the the old the old idea I had when I look at that. Thank you very much. Let's go around the table. Darwin, thoughts about what Yannick shared? No, I mean I, I think um, a fire bracing. What what I, what I got from it is, um, you know, I go back to some some stoic philosophies, right? Staying in the present and and you know, embracing faith and not worrying about the past or the future too much, right? So, um, uh, and, and I think it's 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 it's, it's very true. And, and I think um, when going back to the organization reference, when the organization 
and how we do things historically, how we're historically successful, start to become a burden that prevents us from looking at the present in a pure way is when we have um, um, cognitive dissonance and where we have a breakdown of being able to appreciate and understand and react appropriately to any change in the structure that we're seeing. And um, I think the big challenge is that there's so much going on, right? You think about what happened with the microchip, um, what happened with the supply chain disruptions, um, what happened with cyber attacks um, that uh, on physical infrastructure that was previously not, not thought of. When you think about the disruption of digital currency, I mean, there's so many things happening that you're constantly attacked, right? Um, and, and the ability to, to respond with that pureness, you know, my interpretation of what Yannick said, I think is, is critical. Thank you. Bob, join us. Thoughts, please. Yeah, I, I, you know, I think um, if we look at the last 18 months or so, one thing that uh, I think everyone has been able to, uh, has had to get used to is, uh, is uncertainty and, and dealing with uncertainty uh, and some of the, the chaos uh, that, that comes with it. You know, there, there certainly hasn't been a um, playbook uh, for any of this and, and we've all had to work out how best to, you know, continue to strive, continue to excel, um, and, and, you know, maintain uh, our organization continuity. So, um, you, you know, I think some of the thoughts that, that both Darwin and Yannick um, have put forward are, are, are absolutely, absolutely true. Um, one thought that I think um, can be taken positively in terms of extrapolation from, from where we found ourselves over the last 18 months is how do you use that uncertainty? How do you use some of the chaos that's come with it and how organizations have dealt with it um, to continue to disrupt. So rather than, you know, going back into the way in which organizations may be used to operate, how do you use um, what has been the case there from, a, from an environmental factor to continue to go move that forward from a positive perspective? So, you know, we can look at it slightly differently as well in terms of you know, some of the positive attributes that organizations can take out of some of the uncertainty that's been created over the, over the period of time. Thank you very much. Yannick, this was your statement. Anything you'd like to say back to Darwin and or above? No, I think they, they added uh, uh, very good additional stuff. I like, I like Bav's reflection on actually saying, like, indeed, from uncertainty, you can actually learn a lot of things and, and, and you can gain from that, right? If you, if you look at it positively, I think that's, that's the important point. And I know, I know the pandemic has been very, very tough and, and probably very sad for a lot of, of family around the world. But, uh, but ultimately, uh, we see that when we all work towards the, towards the goal of, of getting this uncertainty behind us, we, we get some new opportunities and, and, and we strive. So I think that's, I think, something we should learn and, 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 and learn all to repeat and to be agile in those kind of uh, environment that are uncertain by, by design. I think the world is uncertain. It is. I think it's supposed to be. I really do. <laughs> but a lot of people say, oh, the new normal. I don't think there is such a thing. I call it the next reality. It is what it is. I, it's I, going I, to I, be what it is, right? I, I think normal is a word. Well, I don't think anybody here is normal. I think you're all extraordinary. So we'll just put that word aside. Darwin, we have time for another statement. Let's look at your statement number four. Businesses <clears throat> are universally underestimating the amount of agility, flexibility, and change management that are expected from human resources today. 
Oh my, is all I'm going to say. Darwin, let's get them on the path of a reality check. Talk to us. Yeah. Um, and this goes back to what we discussed with Bob and Yannick earlier about sustainability and talent, right? Because when you think about it, um, if you look, actually, if you look at historical events over the last hundred years, it's actually a very fascinating exercise because what you will see is, you know, some person got elected or some movement got started. And you think about right now, we've got the pandemic, we've got the, the AI and, and how it's displacing jobs. We've got um, the currency, we've got um, uh, 5G looming in the rise, we've got quantum computer. The, 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 it's never been this... Um, this much change and this much speed, right? We as a society, as a, as a species, never face this, right? And it's just going to continue escalating, right? So the impact on, 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 on our talent, I mean, it's absolutely underestimated, right? Two years have been robbed from everybody. Children, their formative years, Families uh, who have to deal with all of this disruption, um, technology, right? Everyone's in Zoom. Everyone is working remotely. I mean, there's so many implications that I think we, as a general business community, I'll use that word again, um, are underestimating um, what that means because just there is this desire to just go back to normal or you know, yeah, you know, you know, we survived the pandemic or we're surviving the pandemic, we're okay. But no, no, there are long-term implications to this, right? There is post-traumatic stress. And the problem is this, the, the, the trauma will just keep on coming and accelerating, right? So the answer is less about um, uh, responding to any one event, but how do you build new muscles to prepare and build a different kind of resilience um, for your people. Because ultimately, people run businesses. Thank you very much. Yes, we do. Yes, people do. Thank you very much. I was thinking there's something called the change paradox, isn't there, Darwin? Something about we've never seen change. At, it's never been so fast and it's slow at the same time. It'll never be this way again. I was looking it up, and it's used in gestalt therapy. It's used in bereavement therapy. It's used, but the paradox of change. Thank you. Let's go around the table. We have a few minutes left. Bob, comments on what Darwin just shared, please. Yeah, I, I think um, you know what 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 really needs to be focused on is how do you enable or better enable things like agility, flexibility, and change management. Um, you know, uh, an, an organization should also understand that um, it, it's not about just doing it all by yourself. And this is where the ecosystem of partners and, and partnerships with others can also, you know, play a very big role. Um, you know, whether you partner with with, um, with with smaller organizations, again, entrepreneurs and so forth, but they can very much enable uh, agility, innovation, disruption, and so forth, and and um, you know businesses should not be uh, in fear of 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 doing that. You know, not should be should be thinking, well, if I take that step, am I losing a competitive advantage? Am I um, going to be sharing some of my IP with, with 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 others? So, you know, I think this should be the focus. Really, here should be about enablement and how do we accelerate 
agility, flexibility, and change management in the most appropriate way. Thank you. The most appropriate way. Maybe up for grabs. That may be a discussion, depending on who's asking and who's planning and who's who's delivering. Yannick, Jacques, we'd love to get your thoughts on this, please. Yeah, that, that makes me, I think, great, great, great points made by, by uh, Darwin and Bav here. But it makes me think as well, I think maybe something we have not said in this is that we talk about speed, right? And, and I believe um, speed is of essence. And maybe in the past we might say, as long as we have the means, we'll overcome the change, right? And maybe if you have a lot of money, if you, if, if, if you have a lot of resource, you can, you say, we'll, we'll manage somehow. I believe that this reality might have changed slightly, right? It's not just like, well, if we have a lot of means, we can adapt. It's actually the speed is of essence. It is not about cost anymore, it's about speed. So if you don't get ready, then you might, you might have a lot of means, but it's too late, right? And, and, and we saw it even with the vaccine, right? In, in, in the sharing of IP, like, like, like Vav said, I mean, the, the fact that all those big companies could share some IPs and, and with, with smaller ones and get to a vaccine in, in nine to 12 months, where typically it would take years, and this is this is what we expect from our societies, the ability and, and societies, companies, governments, us, right? We need to be able to to go fast into change, which is, I think, very different than having the means to cope with the change. Thank you very much. And I found the statement I was looking for. It's been credited to Justin Trudeau, Prime Minister of Canada, at Davos in 2020, but it was said years before that. The pace of change has never been this fast but it will never be this slow again. I think that's what, yes, it, he didn't originate it, but he made it re-famous. Let's just deal with that. So, gentlemen, in the beginning of the show, I promised bold predictions you will all put forth. And now is the time for your bold prediction. Yannick is saying, what? She's going to make us do this? Yes, Yannick Jacques, I am. So we have four minutes left till we close the show. I'm going to give you each 60 seconds, not on the clock, but... Not one word and not five minutes. So let's see if we can fit this all in. Darwin, what's your thought on a bold prediction for where we're going in terms of change, in terms of innovation, in terms of dealing with the daily challenge, the moment-to-moment nanosecond challenge of disruption, and what was learned from all the exciting things being seen at Expo 2020 in Dubai? Darwin, you're up. 60 seconds. Let's rock this. Go ahead. So many thoughts, but I'll focus on one thing, which I think we are really at an inflection point of, which is the traditional measures of business success are no longer adequate. We can't measure how many cylinders and fuel injection when we're talking about electric cars, right? So um, uh, I do believe that uh, that's one thing that I was that we will see more and more is different business measures that are more appropriate for our time will start to be, we start to evolve. And that has long ranging implications to, to um, our, our business models and our, 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 our business valuations, et cetera. So um, I think that will happen and that will um, uh, just happen at a decreasing velocity. Thank you very much. There's our velocity, our V word again. Let's go to Bob Morar. Bob, 60 seconds. What do you see? What's your bold transformation prediction? I'm going to give you two, if I may, Bonnie. Please, um, yes. So, I, I think um, you know, I think we will see an even greater explosion of uh, workforce-enabling technologies that really encourage further hybrid uh, working, uh, which will become more and more more standard. 
Uh, and I think related to that, I, I, I do feel uh, organizations um, will embed the concept of ecosystem partnerships, alliances, uh, incubating with other other uh, or, uh, other companies as a core part of their strategy. Um, you know, I, I do feel those two things will um, will take a greater focus as in, in the year to come. Thank you very much, Mr. Jacques Yannick Jacques. Talk to us. Predictions. Yeah, and, uh, elaborating a bit on, on what Bav just said, I think uh, I think one of the major challenges and a major change that is going to come is how do we reconcile the paradox of digital versus physical world, right? We see that in, in Dubai, it's, it's a digital environment. You, everything is digital, but people want to get there to see it physically. So I think that's going to be a major challenge for us, like companies, government, and, 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 and us as, 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 as persons. How do we reconcile that? I don't have the response, but I believe that's going to be a major challenge. We see companies and startups start, starting to, to respond to that. What I don't think we have seen yet uh, the full power of how technology and, and, and people can work together in a, in a physical slash digital work. It's coming. It's coming. Hope, hopefully it's coming. Thank you to the three of you so much. I have a couple of shout outs. Ryan Treasure, our engineer, vice president of broadcast operations at World Talk Radio. Thanks for stopping by and recording this for us. Disclaimer, we are pre-recording the show because of the upcoming holidays and it will be airing very soon on Voice America Business Channel on the Deloitte The Kinetic Enterprise page. Thank you to my three wonderful guests, Darwin Diano. Always a pleasure. Just keep drumming and humming. And strumming and making music and making business music. That's what I'm going to ask you. Bob Marar, such a pleasure to meet you. Thank you so much for your insights, for your passion, for your compassion. Yannick Jack, the same thing. I really enjoyed having both of you. Let's do a couple more shout outs. Everybody. Hand clap for Hasmin Balanas Flores. She has been such a wonderful showrunner this year, and I know we're renewing the series for next year. Yes, Darwin. We are so excited. Another year of Deloitte, the Kinetic Enterprise. And a shout out to marketing, new marketing person, Brandy Boyce. Welcome to the team. Natalie Butlin, always happy to do a shout out to you and Maria Rechtenwald. I'm Bonnie D. Graham. If you're in the U.S. or wherever you are, I'm wishing you a happy, healthy holiday season. Fewer disruptions on the home front, and let's embrace disruption and do wonderful things with it in 2022 in our businesses. Everybody wave goodbye. Bye-bye from the Kinetic Enterprise, built to evolve by Deloitte. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Kinetic Enterprise, built to evolve, presented by Deloitte. Be sure to join host Bonnie D. Graham next Friday at 6 a.m. Pacific Time and 9 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Deloitte can help you reimagine everything in order to get the most out of your SAP investments and position your business for tomorrow's demands. Learn more at Deloitte.com SAP. This program is copyright Deloitte Development, LLC. All rights reserved.